Well, welcome to Lab Life with the Air Force Research Laboratory. Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Kenneth. Hello, folks. We're launching into 2022, talking with our AFRL commander, Major General Heather Pringle, about space, climate, China, and COVID-19. In three, two, one. General Pringle, welcome back to the Lab Life podcast. Hey, Michelle. Thanks for having me back, and Happy New Year to you and Kenneth. Thanks. Happy New Year. Well, last year we talked a lot about unicorns, so who knows what we'll talk about this year. Always be yourself. Unless you can be a unicorn, then always be a unicorn. So love talking <laughs> about unicorns. Yeah, and you said you have like 6,000 of them at AFRL, <laughs> so pretty unique folks. I don't know if you get on Reddit at all, but there's a subreddit for Dayton, which AFRL is headquartered in Dayton, Ohio, and a new person to the area said, Dear Dayton, what is your nerdiest stuff? to paraphrase. And there were several people that said, AFRL, I work there and I can't attest. So, <laughs> Well, let's, let's embrace our inner unicorn, our inner nerdiness and geekiness. So that's goodness. I'm glad, glad to see we're wearing it loud and proud. And, and to roll into the new year, because you're our first guest of 2022 now, did you make any new year's resolutions for this year? Glad you asked, Michelle. So uh, we like to have fun in our family. And so sometimes we try to guess the other family's New Year's resolutions or we make them up for them. So I made up a New Year's resolution for my youngest son and that he would grow two inches this year. So that's the goal. We'll see if he can achieve it or exceed it. I don't know. He's 11. So it's uh, about on track. I love it. I wish I could do much the same. So I wish him the best. So <laughs> it's, it's a good attainable goal. Sure. You can only have that goal when you're young. Yeah, being more serious, uh, which speaking of uh, kind of taking a shift towards more of that geeky fun stuff that we're talking about, um, there's a lot of things to look forward to here in 2022. So we'd love to start out here with your opinion, or at least really talking about what's coming up. Uh, so 2021 was a very impactful year for AFRL. What are some of the moments and successes that stand out to you that we really have that, that our alpha nerds have been working on getting us ready for 2022? Well, it was a really great year in 2021. I enjoyed a fun win in popular science, for example. Uh, we had two of our technologies featured in popular science. That's nothing anybody ever seeks out, but it's just a fun recognition for the hard work that the scientists, engineers, professionals, and all the unicorns across AFRL do every day. So it was Thor, which is our tactical high-power operational responder, and they won for technology in the security category. And then, of course, Skyborg, our unmanned aerial vehicles, and they won in the aerospace category. So just getting that kind of recognition to a broader audience was really fun. But on a more serious note, we had lots of fantastic accomplishments. For example, we rolled out this new Space University Research Initiative. It's a collaboration with industry and universities to get after some space science and technology. Of course, we were designated AFRL as the Quantum Information Science Research Center for both the Air Force and the Space Force. That's a big accomplishment and a true recognition of the talent that AFRL has and leadership in this field for the military. So that's 
really exciting. And then, of course, along the transformational technology front, we have our fourth Vanguard rocket cargo delivering large capacity cargo anywhere on the world on short timelines. So that was really fun as well. Those are some great highlights. And I remember the team being so excited when we got those best of popular science awards, because like you said, you never know they're going to come. And there's a hundred technologies that, that could have been featured in that slot, but what a great win and for the morale of the organization. That was really cool. And something you can share with your mom and dad and grandmas, it's not often that you get to share that kind of work with the public eye. So uh, something that we can share with families is even special. Oh, yeah, exactly. Even I know you could have a whole nother podcast about things we can't talk about on this podcast. I, another big um, thread of 2021 in really your whole time as commander at AFRL has been our support of the response to the COVID-19 pandemic. How is the lab continuing to support our nation and world in the response? So you're right, COVID-19 has not gone away and here we are at the beginning of 2022. It's been a long road. We still have a lot of important work to do. So we get the mission done. We have the right technologies, the right precautions in place, but it's just important that we maintain our vigilance and keep up with the precautions as the local conditions in each of our AFRL locations dictate. So it's staying current with whatever's going on in the local communities. Absolutely. And I know we're all part of this fight. And then we also have our epidemiologists in the 7-Eleven Human Performance Lab that are, they're monitoring things. And we have people actually analyzing samples to see if our service members across the world are positive and aircraft decontamination research and all this stuff. We're in the the fight on that as well, beyond just maintaining our stamina of people doing our everyday jobs. And I did just check in on the epidemiology lab to see how they're doing with the recent surge in cases. Of course, they are upping their production right now, but their morale is high and they're doing it really safely. So their role continues to be very relevant today as it was last year, last summer. And so they're, they're doing great and we're really lucky to have them. That's fantastic to hear. I was going to say they definitely deserve a huge shout out alongside everybody else in the healthcare industry that's really making this fight fightable. So thank you all. We had a chance to talk to Dr. Schoberg and Dr. Fries as well about a lot of this. You may have heard their earlier podcast about the amazing work our EpiLab does. So thank you. And thank you for the update. That's great to hear that the morale is high and we're still bringing the fight to it. So, which speaking of, there's a lot of parts in our world that we as AFRL are helping to really adapt and prepare ourselves for. And after Air Force Secretary Frank Kendall was sworn in, he uh, was asked by Senator John Tester what his priorities were. And he had said he had three. China, China, China. So how is AFRL supporting this initiative and this priority? So I want to start with AFRL's role as the brain trust. You know, we are the technology brain trust for the Air Force and the Space Force. So we have to be part of the technology solutions that help our warfighters for future fights or future competitions. And we are very much following the secretary's priorities. We're aligned and we are supporting all his initiatives. And what we're doing in particular right now is we're partnering with his staff, his secretarial staff, 
the program executive officers, those are our acquisition partners who help field the technologies that AFRL discovers and develops, but also the war fighters. So with those groups, the strategists, the acquirers, and the war fighters, our technologists come in and we're helping ensure that the best cutting edge technologies are delivered to the field on the timelines that the secretary wants. So we're looking back in our vaults, we're reevaluating technologies, we're looking for new opportunities, we're partnering with industry, and it's, it's pulling out all the stops to meet the secretary's intent. Well, that perfectly matches with kind of the vision for 2022. So hearing about all these exciting technologies, we can not only, like you said, go back in the vault and look into or even see what the horizon holds. What are you most excited about in this new year that could not only maybe answer these calls, but others that AFRL is working on? My priorities in 2022, we're, we're going to stay on the journey that we've been on. So, you know, my Commander's intent focused on accelerating the science and technology 2030 strategy, one lab, two services, and being the best AFRL team that we can. And so the only tweak to that, we still have the same priorities, but I would say that we have inculcated the 2030 strategies tenets, and we're on a sustained execution of that strategy. So. I've just tweaked that first um, commander's intent to accelerate S&T, period, dot, bottom line, we're going to accelerate S&T using the tenets from the strategy. It's all in our culture. And so that's what's really exciting me about 2022 and some of the things that we'll get into in just a little bit. For example, I'm looking forward to our digital transformation. I'm looking forward to what we're doing with our human capital strategy and taking more bold actions across the board in S&T. And speaking of, before we go ahead to a lot of these fun buzzwords and exciting stuff going forward, 2022 is a huge year, of course, with not only us looking forward to things we're doing here on the planet, but of course in space. You mentioned the One Lab, Two Services mission. So was there anything alongside our guardians in the Space Force you're really looking forward to as well, orbiting our world? With One Lab, Two Services, we've hired a full-time Deputy Technology Executive Officer for Space S&T, that's Dr. Andy Williams. He's been in the job about just a couple months. He's following in the great footsteps of Dr. Kelly Hammett, who was doing this as a part-time job while he was dual-hatted as the director for Directed Energy. I'm looking forward to what Dr. Williams brings to the space S&T fight. He's got a real exciting vision for what he wants to accomplish, but first and foremost, he's getting out there, making the connections, and ensuring that he knows what's going on all across uh, AFRL in terms of space science and technology, and then just building that continuous pipeline of war-winning S&T. And, and Ken, I think we should have a New Year's resolution to have Dr. Williams on the podcast, and we can hear what he's excited about this year as well in the space domain. Oh, I definitely agree. I think he'd be a great addition. Absolutely. So, ma'am, one of the things we see a lot in the news is conversations around climate change, a possibly, you know, crisis situation. What is the DOD's role and AFRL's role in responding to climate change? 
AFRL has a long history of doing research and development on all the various impacts on air operations and space operations. So weather is just another area where it has an impact. So for example, we have atmospheric chemists who study the atmosphere and how that affects our air and space operations. And we also need to better understand space weather, for example, and how that affects operations out in space. It's a very challenging area to get after, but it's all a part of how that affects our ability to operate in these domains. And so it's one that I anticipate we'll see some increased focus in the coming year and even looking at how can we be more efficient with our use of energy or are there alternative energy sources that we need to get after. So it's very complementary to what we focus on to support air and space operations. Thanks. It was really helpful to understand how and why we need to play in that space as, as a military organization. I think you know, AFRL is always looking into the future, the unknown, things that everyday person might not be worried about or even aware of. So it makes sense that we have some of our bright minds thinking about those spaces. We certainly are operating in these challenging environments. And so gaining that better understanding of the factors that affect our ability to operate is all part of what AFRL does. Well, we know an overarching component of your tent, your strategy and goals for 22 is digital transformation. It's definitely a buzzword around the, the command. And what is digital transformation and what's some progress behind this buzz that people can really understand, you know, a tangible example of what transformation can mean for parts of the work that we do? So it's really important that we make the digital transformational meaningful and value added to the folks on the bench. And so that's why I asked Dr. Mike Gregg to do a short sprint at the end of 2021 and develop our new digital transformation strategy that helps deliver digital wins so that we can get something that facilitates the work that our scientists and technologists are doing. So one of the first things that we're going to do in 2022 is we're going to stand up a digital war room. <laughs> it's so important to our success that we want to go all in and make sure that we have people focused and dedicated on what our digital strategy is and getting after some concrete digital wins. And one of the first things that we'll be focused on is data. So you're not going to have a digital transformation unless you have the right data stored, accessible, transparent, and shareable. And so that's what we will be focused on to increase data discovery. We're also going to be increasing and leveraging our use of collaborative tools. This is really helpful in a distributed COVID environment, but continuing to use and leverage some of the tools that we've used in the past, things like MS Teams, also the Google Pilot, which has been so successful to partner with academia and industry and some of our external partners, but even some of the smaller wins that may be more common to our listeners, but not necessarily traditional for a military organization. And Instagram was one of those forays that I participated in. It was really fun. 
and a new way of reaching out to new communities. So we're going to continue to up our game in this area. And the fact that I was on Instagram for, you know, that I guess it's only 10 seconds of fame. <laughs> it just shows that we continue to push the boundaries in new and different ways. I didn't even think that Ken and I were involved in digital transformation initiative to get you on an Instagram reel. <laughs> we had a lot of fun with that at Ken and, 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 and Shelly and our social team, you know, they got you wearing a Christmas hat and doing a Christmas this or that with chief. And then questions you frequently get asked for our younger listeners, stereotypically younger listeners. They're probably really familiar with the, this format of this reel, this short form video format, but we appreciate you jumping in head first to, to do something a little bit different for us to, to reach our STEM demographic. And I have to say, shout out to Ty, who's an Instagram follower, because he gave us the greatest validation. He was like, love what you guys are doing on Instagram. Looks like a really cool place to work. He's working on his associate's degree in a science field, and he's looking to join one of our intern programs someday. So it was just what you do out there in the digital world on Instagram, it does matter because you're, you're speaking to a different generation than, than is currently working with us. Well, that's what it's all about. And you mentioned the Reddit forum. There's a number of social platforms out there and we need to leverage it all because it's not just about the workforce that we have today and the work that we are doing today. It's about what do we need in the future? We don't know what the future holds. And so we need to build that steady stream of STEM talent to be excited about solving the tough problems that we have in AFRL and getting them excited about the work that we're doing. For example, uh, the Hackasat 2 that was conducted in December, another great opportunity where we're partnering with new, different, broader audiences, getting them excited about some of these tough challenges that we face it requires very diligent work. And it, it, it's, it's hard to get into STEM. It's a fun, exciting field, but it's hard work. And so we want to grow that community so that we can get through those tough problems together and, and that they know it's work worth doing. And I can definitely say, ma'am, that you are natural as well in those reels. So there's a reason these people want to work with us and we're finding the right audience. Uh, you and Chief Fitch, there's plenty more coming. So if our fans saw the first reels, get excited. I'm ready. Count me in. Awesome. So speaking of, you mentioned something near the top of the podcast we'd love to revisit. So plans for 2022 and, of course, adhering to a lot of the initiatives you've helped lay out in your commander's intent. We have a human capital strategy. Is there anything you'd like to highlight here as we start the new year? I'm just so excited about the human capital strategy and the action plan that they have rolled out for 2022. Um, in particular, they're taking some bold actions and trying to get after some uh, new wins in human capital so that we can continue to attract talent and be a flexible organization that can move around to wherever the challenges arise if it's a new COVID challenge, for example, or a new challenge in technologies that we didn't foresee. This is what it's all about in our human capital. So we'll be using our talent in unique ways. We're going to be instituting some new hiring incentives so that people will be inspired to join our team. 
And we're really going to focus on the workforce experience. What's it like being on the bench at AFRL and what can we do to enhance their uh, work and their work experience? So we'll be measuring that, getting feedback and addressing that in a wide variety of ways. Those are just a couple. We'll be doing some new diversity, inclusion, and equity initiatives as well, because we know that in order to innovate, we need to have a diverse, innovative workforce. And so we want to open the apertures in that realm as well. So we'll be focused on DEI uh, in the coming year as well. Now, keeping many of the innovative initiatives you just mentioned in mind, what is AFRL doing to celebrate and recognize our current workforce alongside events like Inspire? One of the things that we're doing is we're celebrating what they do and who they are. There are a lot of ways that we do that. You mentioned AFRL Inspire. Wow, one of my favorite events for the whole year. We put a call out to the workforce. We collect stories about their challenges and successes, how they overcame those challenges and provide them a platform where they can basically tell a story. It's modeled after TED Talks and they tell their story about how they saw the challenge, what they did to approach it, overcome it and solve it and what the results were. And that's really exciting for the rest of the workforce to see that it is hard work, but we're getting through it and other people are working through their own challenges. And so it's really a, um, a great event to build camaraderie. It also uh, helps us learn. That's one great example. Another favorite event of mine is when we recognize our early co career award winners, as well as our fellows. And I will say, I wish we could have done these ceremonies, these award events in person, but we haven't been able to due to COVID. And so we've used virtual platforms to assemble all our award recipients. We celebrate all the hard work that they have diligently worked through. We're recognizing their scientific and technical excellence. And it's truly an inspiring event for the rest of the workforce to see the best of the best in these fellows and ECA award winners, and in particular for the early career award winners. So those are a couple of events that I really like to highlight because it's about the individuals doing the hard work but it's also inspiring when these individuals have their moment to talk to an AFRL-wide audience and they talk about the teamwork that inspires them and their successes. So it's a win-win opportunity all the way around from the hard work and the teamwork. And I'm just so proud to be a part of AFRL. I'm super excited about our AFRL Inspired 2022 event. I know right now we're getting applications for this year's speakers, and we're just going to uncover more of those stories and challenges and wins and learning experiences, and it'll be a great event, no doubt. And ma'am, I really want to thank you for joining us today. We've 
I think there's been some keywords today about, you know, flexibility and inspire and, and just pushing through challenges. So um, I'm looking forward to what the year has in store for us. I'm really excited for 2022 as well, Michelle. Thanks for having me here today. It's a great opportunity to talk to our AFRL audience, tell them about what 2022 has in store. We may have some plans and we have some bold, risky objectives out there in human capital and digital and developing new science and technology in new areas, but we truly don't know what's going to happen this year. And the good news is that our workforce is ready and inspired. And I know they're already hitting the ground running. So thanks for having me, Michelle and Kenneth. And I wish you all a wonderful 2022. Make sure to follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube at AF Research Lab. And remember, stay curious. Logging off.